that's the best I can do tonight. <laughs> They're just going to have to live with it. And the home of the Welcome to episode 49 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And oh man, 49 episodes in, and uh, I have nothing clever to say about the number 49. It's seven times seven, uh, as I recall, so... um, I could go all biblical with like the number seven being a very significant number, but nobody cares about that. So let's just say uh, 49 episodes in, good times, and great company. How are you, James? I'm doing a lot better, thank you. And yourself? I am doing reasonably well myself. Yes, I shouldn't complain. All right, cool. How has your week been? Uh, it's been kind of an uphill battle, uh, as you were mentioning last week that you were under the weather, and then my family went through that too, so we kind of passed a cold around to each other. So uh, yeah. tonight, though, I'm doing a lot better, and I think everybody's on the road to recovery at least. So Well, good. Uh, it, it was ugly at the beginning of the week, but it doesn't matter how you start. It matters how you end, so <laughs> yeah, we're good I to suppose. go. <laughs> All right, then. Excellent. I'm very glad to hear it. Thank you. All right. So, um don't have a lot of witty banter for the top of the podcast, so why don't we just jump into it into our starting lineup to remind everybody who we are and who they are listening to. Sounds good, sir. All right. Well, then, in that case, for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, the American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and, of course, my stalwart co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And James Sejazi, would you do me the honor of letting me know, and of course, the listeners know, what is on deck for this particular podcast? Yes, sir. I'd be happy to. Thank you. The American Rhino Arena Manager. Mr. Gary Mack has taken it to a whole new level. Again, equipment management was not nearly enough to hold his attention. The American Rhino has expanded to arena management by making his own Garden Vision slash LIQ scoreboard that's even weatherproof. Yeah, that's right. Gary made a full-functioning scoreboard all by himself from scratch. Star Trek This Generation In an incredible story, a legally blind hockey fan was able to actually watch the Islanders play her beloved Flames on Sunday, March 5th in the Saddle Dome. A company from Ontario called eSight successfully developed a real-life Lieutenant Commander Jordi LaForge visor that allowed heroic 11-year-old Olivia Ledich experience a slice of NHL heaven and to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. At least, none that we know of, that is. In case you haven't figured it out yet, the American Rhino is loose, and all we can do is either hang on for dear life or get out of his way. Stay tuned for a very special announcement from the American Rhino as he prepares to send Hit the Deck into Warp Drive. Engage. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. 
Thank you, sir. So is it just my imagination, or are you really excited about the Deep Space Nine documentary that's in production or going into production <laughs> soon? Because there's definitely a Star Trek slant to this week's podcast, I think. Yeah, man, you totally called me out. It's My Star Trek is showing in... Uh, I don't apologize about it either, but you're right, sir. Very excited about that. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be good. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know when a lot of you listen to this, it'll probably already have the campaign that is will probably already have finished. But if you are not aware, there is an Indiegogo project currently called uh, Deep Space Nine, What We Left Behind, and it is a project to do a documentary about the television show star trek deep space nine and most of the cast and crew that was involved in the show is involved in this project so it's legit and uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good project so if that's something that might interest you you might want to hurry over to the indiegogo page and see if you can still get in on that thank you very much yeah as a matter of fact the american rhino pointed it out to me or else i wouldn't even have known about it so thank you really excited about it no no fingers you, crossed. you pointed it out to me as i recall Oh, then it was my brother. Okay. My brother pointed it out. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Um, all right. Anyway, it's a full circle. And uh, either way, you found that really funny thing. That num- That's okay. Feel free to interrupt me. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Now, that, that's another tangent. Cespedes actually did home run this afternoon at the recording of this podcast, I think for his third home run in the spring training. But anyway, yeah, uh, my brother found out about the deep space thing and then passed it on to you. And then you found that really cool thing that Jonathan Frakes did where uh, he was funding. Yeah, funding the, uh, the the whole thing. So I, I didn't find it. They emailed it to us backers. So uh, it was right. just, you know, they I didn't have to look very hard. I really just had to read an email and click. But speaking of all this great technology and the future and the beauty that is science fiction of Star Trek, if you wouldn't mind yes. walking us through how you developed your own scoreboard that we actually uh. tested out and used successfully on a triple header of LIQ this past weekend. Well, okay. So saying that I developed a scoreboard from scratch is only partly accurate. Actually, as my daughter Julia keeps telling me, she doesn't believe that I built it from scratch. <laughs> I don't know. She, I, I, It's just a thing that we have going back and forth, I think. Uh, but yeah, she keeps telling me that I, I'm not telling the truth and that I didn't actually build it from scratch. Oh, man. Uh, I don't want to prove your daughter wrong, but uh, you did. Julia's a tough room. Yes, she is. Wow. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. So basically <laughs> what happened is, so the LIQ, as any regular listener knows, the LIQ doesn't play in a regular deck hockey rink, like um, a commercial deck hockey rink. We play, basically we play on a handball court, a local handball court, double wide handball court, because there aren't a lot of us. So generally for the numbers that we get, it's more competitive to play on a very small surface. We usually have three-on-three three plus goalies, and that works for us. But the downside to that is that we have no existing infrastructure that would go along with a commercial deck hockey rink. So as, again, longtime listeners may know, 
I originally what I did was I wound up putting together an app. It's basically a interval timer that I downloaded that I was able to set up the correct timing for periods and intermissions. And I was able to link sound cues along with the timer so that we would know, you know, that it would just blow the whistle when it was time to drop the puck. Uh, it would give us a one minute warning at the end of the period and then a horn at the end and then notify us when the intermission was coming to a close. So we would know to get out on the ice for the next period, all automated for the length of one game. And uh, it works for us. But... I figured at some point in, I don't know, towards the end of last calendar year, I said to myself, you know what, wouldn't it be cool, wouldn't it be very beneficial if we were actually able to see how much time was remaining and have an actual scoreboard and, and, and ideally also be able to keep track of the score as we go along. But uh, for, for now, that's still in the works because I haven't been able to find a, a program that I really like, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So I said to myself, uh, you know, we play on this basically in a public park with no utilities to speak of. So the first problem I have to solve is power. So for Christmas, I asked for and received a portable power station, uh, <laughs> essentially. And there is a YouTube feature on all of this uh, that will be going up on our YouTube Hit the Deck YouTube channel, and um, it it's basically finished. I just have to render it down, which takes a long time, and I haven't really had the time to do that effectively lately. But I, I promise you it'll be up within this week, hopefully in the next few days. But basically, I have this power station, so I have portable power, and what am I going to power? So... What I decided was I have this old television that's, uh, I don't know, I'm going to ballpark it at like a 20-something, 22-inch maybe television that I got uh, years ago used. It's a LED, flat screen, LED light television that I got for another project. And I said, you know what, I can take this and I can, if I can figure out a way to safely transport it and hang it, I can connect my iPhone to it. And that way I can see the, the countdown, the timer countdown, and we can see it. So I said to myself, okay, what do we need to do in order to make this something that I can use in a outdoor environment where could possibly get hit by an errant shot or or some such. So I decided I need to encase it in something that will make it portable. So I looked around for different things that I could use to make it portable, and I settled on a briefcase. So I got a briefcase, and I got some hardware, eye bolts, very long eye bolts, and uh, some other things, which if you watch the YouTube video, you'll see the whole process. But essentially, I cut out a, a couple of panels in the briefcase to fit the TV in, and I have the mounting hardware in the briefcase so that the briefcase itself isn't holding the weight of the TV. It's uh, these, these eye bolts are taking most of the weight from the carabiners that I'm actually hanging it from. And there's a 
power cable going down to the portable power station, and there's an HDMI cable that goes to my phone, and I have the app, which is called Seconds, and it's, as I said, an interval timer, but it displays the time remaining, so there's that, and uh, I put a piece of plexiglass in front of it, so... In case something does come, uh, some shot does manage to hit the TV, even though we currently mount it on the other side of the fence. But still, if something hits in just the right, wrong spot, you don't want to wind up with a cracked screen. So that that's what I have. Uh, it look, looks like we have a, a question. Uh, James. Yes, thank you, sir. Sure. Uh, okay, please don't just brush over that plexiglass point. Uh, how did you... How did you cut out a hole or did you just replace the plexi the, the, the front of the briefcase with plexiglass? How did you do that whole thing? Oh, okay. So sorry, I didn't mean to gloss over that. No, Basically, it's, it's fascinating. It's great. Don't don't sell yourself short. It's ingenious what you did. The panels of the briefcase are made of MDF, medium density fiberboard, which is um it's it's strong enough particle board essentially. And if you, what I did was I cut out the front panel of that. So the, basically all that's left on that front panel is the metal strapping around the briefcase, which gives it its support structure. So what I did was I sized the plexiglass piece to that basically fit inside the briefcase behind the metal strapping. So then I took double-sided tape and I stuck that in the briefcase and put the plexi up against that and there it is. And were you able to cut the plexiglass yourself or did you just find a, a piece that was the right size? I did wind up cutting it. Uh, I thought I was going to be able to cut it with just a blade, like um, an exacto knife or a utility knife but unfortunately i wasn't able to get a deep enough cut where i could snap it off so i used my sawzall which is a, uh not it didn't wind up being the cleanest cut but i didn't really need it to be so it wasn't a problem i'm surprised that you didn't crack the thing so excellent stuff so i'm I sorry went carry very on. slowly uh, ingenious remarkable so uh thank you so yeah, so now I have this briefcase, and I do want to correct just one point. It's not specifically weatherproof. It is just a briefcase, but it'll probably hold up to a light drizzle, but I wouldn't bring it out in the pouring rain, nor would I bring out the power station, for that matter. Yeah, we wouldn't be playing in that anyway, right? Yeah, so, but okay. nevertheless, it is. Um, there is one design flaw that I did not anticipate, and I will have to try and correct for which is that, unfortunately, it can get very bright out. We don't usually play in the evening. So in the, the bright sunlight of day, you can't really see the monitor. Even at the full brightness and contrast levels, you can't read the monitor unless you're right up next to it. So I'm going to have to see if I can maybe recess it a little bit to have some shadow fall on it so it is actually readable from a distance. Uh, so that's phase two of this project. Oh, boy. 
Phase one is amazing. So, yeah, it did a great job. And the funny thing, too, is, as you just alluded to before, uh, your cell phone and Bluetooth speaker weren't good enough for you. <laughs> no. You always had to amp it up. And it really enhanced the gameplay so much. And that came about because, as we said last year, when we were preparing to play in the Rocky Sullivan's tournament, Gary came up with a great idea to uh, let us adapt to that tournament, which was just three periods of six-minute nonstop game and play. So that's how we kind of, yeah. Yeah, to that point, we had played first to X number of goals, be it five or seven or whatever we felt like was the correct number of goals to play. And so games could last, you know, 10 minutes or they could last half an hour, depending on how good the goalies were and how much scoring was done. So this really, um, this method of going off of a, a preset timer has really upped our level of gameplay and, and and made our games a lot more competitive, which is a benefit, obviously. And uh, one thing that I think would help us even more, because occasionally we don't play with a referee or anything like that or a scorekeeper, so we occasionally forget what the score actually is. <laughs> so right. phase three of this project is to, if I can't find, to create an app that will allow me to customize the time with sound cues as I have now with the interval timer, but also allow for a score to be displayed and to be updated remotely from another iOS device, which is a function that some uh, apps that I've already found have, but unfortunately those apps don't have the kind of customizability that uh, we really would need to have the kind of games that we've become used to. So, uh, yeah, uh, again, it's, as you said, a work in progress, but I'm happy with the way things are progressing so far. And hopefully I can come up with something that uh, is beneficial for the LIQ. That's the beauty of it. It's it's the American Rhino's world, and we just kind of climb on his back and go along with it. So anything that you do always benefits everybody else around us. So we appreciate it very much, including setting us up with uh, jerseys so that we all match one another. So we have uh, gold and green jerseys. So that helps with uh, pickup plays and, and things like that. So teammates can recognize each other easier and it's much better gameplay. But on top of all that, the scoreboard was was a huge hit with everybody and it did an excellent job in its debut. So great, great job. Looking forward to the YouTube segment also on the making of it. So thank you so much for sharing your brilliance. Uh, well, thank you for being so passionate and supportive of the project, James. Really, like you said, it enhances the gameplay. And uh, the other cool thing is that Brad, as everybody knows by now, great friend of the show and uh, LIQ superstar, he set up his own, well, on behalf of the LIQ, set up the, a, a website and has actually gotten some few new players that have joined over the the course of the last few times that we played. A couple of new kids that, uh, at least the first time I met these young men was uh, the last time we played. And it, it, it's just making it so much more exciting and, and uh, people want to join it and stay with it. So, Great stuff. It's only good. There's no downside to it. So thank you. Well, thank you, James. But uh, enough about me and the LIQ. What else do we have on tap for this uh, trektastic show? Yeah, Mr. Scott would be very, very happy. It's funny how many times that the genius of Gene Roddenberry, uh, Star Trek just celebrated its 50th anniversary this past September. But his vision has really 
developed and influenced so many generations of scientists, real life scientists and all of this stuff. That's one of, one of the things that's so great about science fiction is that it's based on theories and things. And a lot of the geniuses that are scientists that figure this stuff out, a lot of it is theory and then you have to try and prove it and so on and so forth. But from the show of the original Star Trek to the next generation to Deep Space Nine uh, and, and Enterprise and the movies as well is that uh, the you technology... left out Voyager. I don't blame you. I did that on purpose. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, so uh, the technology has caught up with real life technology and that's all from the vision of Gene Roddenberry. So for example, like the communicator in the original series is basically a cell phone nowadays. The tablets in Next Generation that Captain Picard was always looking at and, and looking uh, and referring to, they're real life tablets now. The the uh, pads. They iPads, were called pads. Exactly. No, no. In in Star Trek they were called pads. Excuse me. Two D's personal access display device, I think. Uh, I have to refer back to my technical manual, but I think that's what they it stood for. And now, in fact, we do have what we call tablets, but you know, the most famous of that uh, and well-known is obviously the iPad. So that obviously I don't think is a coincidence. I never knew that that was actually called a, a pad on, on the next generation. But yeah, P-A-D-D, yeah. that's so cool. Yep. All right. I got to go back to uh, San Francisco and brush up on my um, basics. Anyway, uh, so things anytime, like that. anytime, James, you want to borrow my um, next generation technical manual or my enterprise blueprints or my Star oh, Trek encyclopedia, you're welcome to do so. God bless you, sir. You're a good man. <laughs> so I also have Mr. Scott's Guide to the Enterprise, but uh, oh, that one I haven't read as many times. That's, yeah, my brother has that, too. That's, that's the best. I, it's so fascinating. It really, really is. Yeah. So anyway. Among the other things is there's a company called eSight that's based in Ontario, Canada, that actually makes a real-life functional visor that Lieutenant Commander Jordi LaForge wore in The Next Generation. So the cool thing is that they, to promote it a little bit, is they made a Calgary Flames fan a very, very, very happy young lady uh, very recently. So the Flames partnered with eSight. And the young lady's name is Olivia for a once in a lifetime experience and a background on this brave young girl, uh, Olivia Ledich, at only four months old, she was diagnosed with a rare form of eye cancer. And after nine rounds of chemotherapy and 50 radiation treatments, the young lady lost her right eye and she, at the age of two, uh, became legally blind. So, you know, God bless her, brave, uh, you know, great attitude, didn't hold her back and she was doing just fine. So fast forward now, she's 11 years old, and this incredible technology has come through. So eSight developed, their, they're referring to them as glasses, and they work by having an HD camera capture the user's surroundings, and the enhanced video is projected onto two screens in front of the eyes. So it actually considerably helps uh, your vision. So people who are legally blind, and I don't, I don't know what the difference between legally blind and just plain blind are or whatever the case is. So they say legally blind, I guess, if you have some function of the eye or you could see some light or whatever the case is, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think legally blind means that you can see a little bit, but it, your vision is severely impaired. So you, you can't like, you can, you can kind of make stuff out, but you can't like functionally see things. I, I don't know what the actual definition is, but 
Yeah, basically, you're right. I believe legally blind means you can see a little bit, but you can't really see anything that well. Right. So uh, Olivia says that the glasses have uh, helped her so much in her everyday life, especially in school. So the cool thing was it was kind of like a make-a-wish type thing where the flames and Eastside combined forces, and she was able to wear the visor uh, she sat on the bench for warm-ups, uh, got to meet Johnny Gaudreau and so many of the other Flames. And she's gone to hockey games in the past, too, but this was the first time she was able to, quote-unquote, watch a game. So really remarkable, great story. God bless this company, eSight, and uh, I hope that they keep doing great work and they keep getting funded and continue to do so many wonderful things. And you can't help but think that they were inspired from Star Trek, which just... Yeah, it's just a TV show and it's fantasy th- and things like that. But when you tap into the science world, it's and these people that are unfairly referred to as geeks and nerds or whatever, these beautiful, brave geniuses are the people that form our everyday lives, whether we know it or not. So cell phones and, and laptops and just every TVs, whatever, you name it. They've created it, and it comes from NASA and the military, and it works its way down to everyday life, and one of the things that makes this country so great, and hopefully will continue to do so. So an awesome story. NHL does it again. I mean, they're so wonderful at uh, doing good things from the heart and genuine good things that that tear at your heartstrings. So God bless the NHL and this young lady, Olivia Ledich, and and all those like her. So good stuff. Agreed. And I just really want to reiterate what you said about the people at eSight. Just a few minutes ago, you were lauding my ingenuity for basically putting a TV in a briefcase, which, I mean, (laughs) great, but... Yeah, it, it maybe it'll improve the quality of our hockey games, but at the end of the day, it's, that's not really that big of an accomplishment. But these people are creating things that are literally life-changing for potentially a large percentage of the population who do have this disability, and it, it's just it's amazing. And uh, like to be able to do that kind of work is that that takes a really special kind of person. So, uh, again, I just want to give major kudos to the people at eSight and um, really just well done. Absolutely. And, and again, we're trying not to be too preachy here, but one of the things that we try and do on Hit the Deck is uh, emphasize that uh, we should all be grateful for things that maybe people take too much for granted, just like having our five senses or the ability to even participate in deck hockey at all, being able to run and have our arms and limbs and things like that. So we may not be NHL quality players by any stretch of the imagination, but that doesn't mean we can't have a lot of fun playing a sport we love so much. And that's one of the beauties of deck hockey as well. So just kind of tying that all stuff together, especially we're going through Lent. So all of the Catholics and Christians out there, we're probably, you know, going on that journey together and preparing for Easter and things like that. So a little retrospective as well, but great stuff. And yeah, I agree. God bless. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to be doing a podcast in 10 years or whatever about how one of these eSight visors is allowing someone to actually play hockey that, you know, before was legally blind. Yeah, you know, that that's how it happens, man. I mean, just like we said, look at the cell phone from 10 years ago, these bulky, goofy things that look like bricks. Well, well I mean, they weren't that big like in the 80s. They were like 10 that. years ago. Yeah. We were yeah. using like razors and stuff. So, uh, yeah, you know, the flip tiny phones flip phones. And, yeah. Yeah. 
but now there's no buttons anymore. It's just it's a it's a single entity where you flip your finger on and then everything just kind of appears. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no physical physical keyboards anymore or numbers to push, and it's really crazy. Yeah, it's we live in the future, James. Yeah, one of the things that we always reference is the movie Back to the Future, and I always wondered. I always felt that the 30 years from the 50s to the 80s was, and I don't know, I guess because I'm living from the the 80s to the you know modern times now, but it just seemed that the, from the 50s to the 80s, it was such a big gap. It really did seem that way. I agree with you 100%. Uh, so uh, who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't have flying cars, but uh, we really do live in wondrous times. That's true. So speaking of Mr. Uh, American Rhino. Yes. What plans do you have for the future of this very podcast? I think you mean what plans do we have, James? Because as we announced on last week's Hit the Deck, if you are fortunate enough to listen to this prior to the evening of Saturday the 11th, then you will have the opportunity to watch live on our YouTube channel as we broadcast for the first time on Hit the Deck. We are broadcasting a local deck hockey game. It is going to be the Misfits versus the Hackers from the Sports Arena in St. James. And this James, who is not yet a saint, but, you know, there's still plenty of time, he, while not yet canonized, he will be calling the majority of the play-by-play. I will be handling color, and we will have a number of the bells and whistles which you are accustomed to if you watch hockey on a regular basis. We want to make this as enjoyable a viewing experience for as possible for anyone who chooses to tune in. And we hope that you will join us at 9 o'clock or a few minutes before, if you want the pregame, for, uh, on, on our Hit the Deck YouTube channel and come out for uh, you know maybe an hour or so of hockey. And uh, hopefully we'll all have a good time. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's it's something else that Gary has allowed me to participate in and, and invited me in to be a part of is which is it's an honor and a privilege and thank you so much. But it's really exciting. We've done some practice games and and seeing the again the genius that is the American Rhino do his thing. It's fascinating. It's uh, again to reference Doc Brown when he was really impressed by the um the handicam of uh, of Marty. And figuring out that's why the president needed to be an actor in 1985. But <laughs> what Gary has, has done now is literally he does have an entire studio in the palm of his hand and on his laptop and on his uh, his iPad. And it's fascinating. He's got the like he said, the, all the bells and whistles, the updated scores. And I don't know. It, it's it's mind blowing to me. It's, it's It's fascinating to be able to be in the front seat and watch all this stuff unfold. And it's it's just great that Gary is generous enough to share it with everybody out there. So it's really something to look forward to. Hopefully it's something that we can do a lot more of. And the honor of the first game goes to, and dare I say, we have two super fans. So besides super fan Sue, Mr. Anthony Novello, we will be carrying his game. He's a member of the Misfits, correct? He is, in fact, a member of the Misfits. So that will be our premiere play-by-play game so yeah exactly join us hopefully you enjoy it and maybe there'll be a lot more to come from that so i'm looking forward to it yeah and honestly if you 
listen to this after Saturday or if you listen to it before Saturday but can't join us and would like to, it will be available for watch on the YouTube channel afterwards. It's not like if you don't see it live, you'll miss it. So we'd prefer that you join us live, but it will be there for the watching if you get a hankering to do so later. So uh, once again, if you're not subscribed to us yet, please do so so you can be notified as soon as we go live. And it's just Hit the Deck podcast on YouTube. And, uh, you know, enjoy, because I think James and I are going to. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is you can watch from your cell phone or you can watch from your laptop. Does it matter? No. Just as long I mean, as you have Wi-Fi? Or? Just as long, yeah. Well, just as long as you have internet access and you have access to YouTube. You can watch from any device, as far as I know. Would you recommend needing headphones for it or not necessary? Uh, I guess that's down to how loud your speakers are and your level of personal comfort. I, I, I don't know. That's not really... An assessment that I can make. Headphones would probably be a good idea to really get uh, the full experience. But uh, on the other hand, if you have YouTube on your Apple TV or your PlayStation or whatever, and you want to tune in on your television uh, and you know pop that up, then that would probably be a pretty cool experience, I would think. Okay, great. Again, modern technology at its finest. That that's pretty awesome. So. And well done. Great preparation. Thank you. And James, once again, I just want to say you give me too much credit. This is a joint venture. Don't you dare give me all the credit for this because it's a two-way street. I couldn't do it without you. And uh, you deserve just as much kudos as I for this project. No, you're too generous in that aspect because let, really, let's look at this thing. Let's let's break it down. All right. Um, okay. I Pardon the hypocrisy here for a guy who just gushed over modern technology and scientific breakthroughs and all of that beautiful stuff. All of that stuff is way over my head. It takes me a long time to figure things out like laptops and software and cell phones. And I don't want to get a new cell phone because I don't want to bother learning how to use the new one, even though it's similar. Even cars nowadays, my car is going to be 15 years old, knock on wood. And it has a, it has a tape player in it, for goodness sake, the CD as well. But it's none of that serious XM cool interface stuff and and the push touch screens or any of that nonsense or backward cameras. You know, you have to still turn the key and, and drive and pay attention. <laughs> but um, So what you're telling us is that you are a Luddite. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, all right. <laughs> well, so, nevertheless, uh, you're still the one, again, that's going to be calling the majority of the play-by-play for this. You're the one that's actually physically getting us there. Um, you are going to be doing, I'm sure, a lot of the research in terms of... Well, well you're the one who put put together the uh, score sheets that we're going to be using to keep track of this game. And you're the one who does other stuff that I do not have readily in mind at the moment, but I'm sure will occur to me later. Yeah, and, and for as generous as you are, and, and what a goalie this man is. I mean, he's deflecting like a madman right now. <laughs> so, all right, all right, you, enough. Uh, the the listeners no, are... Wait, 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 wait. What you're not mentioning is all of that, maybe, maybe at best, it comes out to possibly 5%, maybe 10%, if you really want to be extremely generous of the 100% that you've done 
to get the software ready. To, it's all your equipment. It, it's uh, it's your brain. You thought it out. You've tested it out. You've figured it out. You have the YouTube thing set up. You have the graphics set up. It's your camera. It's all of your, it's your headsets. It's your recording equipment. Well, my camera is my phone, so you can't give me double credit for that. So, uh, so just, I'm sorry, everybody out there, we're, we're killing each other with kindness, but this guy is just, he's too much, he's too good a goalie and he's way too stinking humble for his own good. But for Pete's sake, if this works out, it's all thanks to Gary. And I'm just happy to be a part of the wave and uh, staying out of the American Rhino's way. So that's it. And, and, and that's the truth. So thank you. I also want to promise you, the listener, that if you do tune in for the game on Saturday, it will not be this mutual admiration society that you've been forced to listen to for the last several minutes. It's going to be all business. Yes, maybe, maybe a little bit of fun, too, but uh, not, you know, not this like schmooze fest, which uh, even I'm bored. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but exactly right. We, we want people to tune in and, and very true that Gary's 100% right. We have play-by-play and color experience in our past lives of uh, wannabe broadcasters and things. So we have practiced as well. So hopefully we'll hit the ground running and we'll sound like we know what we're talking about. And um, we'll be... James, I'm sorry. I, I believe you misspoke. I think what you meant to say is we'll hit the deck running. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Good good. Good stuff. So, right, we'll hit the deck running, hopefully, fingers crossed, and you'll enjoy it. And if you do like it and you test it out, let us know if you want to have us uh, call one of your games in one of your deck hockey leagues because we have the means to get there and the ways to record it and broadcast it live. So uh, the more the merrier. Yeah, if you're in the tri-state area and you play deck hockey and you want us to come out to your venue and call your game, please contact us, email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com again deck is d-e-k hit the deck at gmail.com or tweet at us at hit the deck pod and we will work something out perhaps so uh yeah but first again please we're going to encourage you again because we're really excited about this thing if you're around on saturday night nine o'clock tune into our youtube page and we're going to have some fun last minute remaining in the podcast Thank you, Pops. So, okay, so we are going to wrap this thing up. I would like to, once again, thank you for listening. I already thanked Pops. He doesn't need my double thanks. I want to thank Bro for being uh, the contributor of music to the podcast and also for turning James on to that awesome Deep Space Nine documentary that we talked about at the top of the show. Thank you for that. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects used in the podcast and for contributions towards the scoreboard, which we used as content for the podcast. I would like to encourage you once again to please, if you are so inclined, contact us, hit us up, talk to us, give us feedback, communicate in whatever way you see fit by uh, emailing us at hitthedeck at gmail.com, hitthedeckpod on Twitter, hitthedeck at Instagram and Facebook, and as we've hit you over the head with numerous times hit the deck podcast on youtube i would also encourage you to if you haven't already done so this would be a great time for you to consider subscribing via itunes or stitcher or any number of podcasting outlets if you do not subscribe you can find us at any time at hitthedeck.com, which is the hub for our Podbean site, where you can find every single episode of this podcast and scrimmage that we have done for your enjoyment. 
I would also, you know, I'm going to take a minute, James, just a, a quick minute here at the end while I'm talking about subscribing. You know, it really burns my bacon when I hear podcasters say, subscribe and, and, and leave us a five-star rating. It really helps out the podcast because, honestly, it's a little pretentious and a little presumptuous to say, leave us a five-star rating. Maybe it's not a five-star podcast. You know, that's like that's like when uh, when teams and I hate this, too, when the all star voting comes around and teams say, vote for our players, vote for this player, vote for that player. Maybe I don't want to vote for the player. So I'm going to say to you, if you want to rate the podcast, please rate the podcast and rate it at whatever level you think is fair. If it's a five star podcast. Great. We'd love that. But if it's not, so be it. Be honest. Let your voice be heard. I'm going to get off my soapbox now and say, James, is there anything else that you would like to say? Uh, thank you. Yeah, I would just like to, in the future, thank uh, the sports arena for allowing us to do play-by-play, hopefully, uh, for the first time on the 11th. And I uh, hope everybody joins us when we do so and looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great call, and I'm glad you made it. All right, enough of this. So finally, I'm going to just remind you, as ever, As I always do, especially if you are one of the competitors playing in the game that we are going to be broadcasting this coming Saturday. In the heat of the moment, if you feel like you've been treated unfairly, if you miss that shot, if somebody bumps you and you feel like you need to react, just remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Hold on, my stupid phone's going nuts. Sure. Uh, stupid crazy yes. phone. <laughs>